WNYC Studios is brought to you by Zbiotics. Seize the day after a night of drinks with Zbiotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink. Zbiotics was invented by PhD scientists to break down the byproduct of alcohol, which is most responsible for making you feel crummy the next day. Drink Zbiotics before your first drink, drink responsibly, and you'll wake up refreshed and ready to take on the day. Try it for yourself at zbiotics.com/wnyc and get 15% off your first order when you use WNYC at checkout. That's zbiotics.com/wnyc and use the code WNYC at checkout for 15% off. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. This is All of It on WNYC. I'm Allison Stewart. Now, a listening party. This year, R&B singer-songwriter Umi returned with her seventh project in seven years, which is amazing when you consider she just turned 25 last week. That said, she did pick up a guitar at age seven. As a young adult, she'd upload to YouTube and SoundCloud her versions of cover songs, sometimes Japanese pop songs. She would translate into English. She learned the language from her mom. Umi's well-received 2022 debut studio album, Forest in the City, was about self-discovery and complicated relationships, including one of the artist's most listened to songs on Spotify, Say I'm Your Love. Let's take a listen. Since getting started. You could get it while you talk about it I wanna show you how I feel about it Now, this year, a new EP dropped in January, and it's called Talking to the Wind. It's an independent release. A Pitchfork review said, Umi balances both bravado and vulnerability in these four succinct love songs. Talking to the Wind is out now, and Umi is here with us today. Hi, Umi. Welcome to all of it. Hi. Nice to see you. So nice to see you. So I wanted just a little bit of biography for people who don't know. You're originally from Seattle. You're you're based in L.A. now. And I mentioned that your mom taught you Japanese. I, did, was it a formal teaching? Is she a teacher? Or was that just from being around her? Both. My mom's a teacher, but she never put me in her classes. She would, like, bring homework back home from the school she went to. But a lot of my Japanese came from watching Japanese animes, TVs, reading books. It was more of, like, a passive learning experience, I would say. Um, and her, she even to this day, she only talks to me in Japanese, only texts me in Japanese. So I think things like that have helped me keep the language up. Well, this explains why, you know, on one of the tracks on the on the EP, it's just so fluid. You go back and yeah. forth between English and Japanese. I actually want to play that for folks and we can we can talk about it on the other side. Yes.
just gotta say from my heart Sometimes I need time to understand myself I'll be back, that's what I said to you I was afraid, so I ran from you Time has passed, now I can see the truth Know that I needed to stop the forcing Guess it was all just a part of my journey But I'm sorry I hurted you about writing lyrics we saw just we saw how you just wove back and forth between Japanese and English in the last 30 seconds yeah a lot of my lyric writing is color association so if I hear a song and like this song to me was very green Mm -hmm. um I'll kind of go into my own memory book and be like what was a green memory I had or like words and syllables that feel green and then I'll pull from that to write my lyrics and then when I wrote the song I wrote it all in English first but I just didn't feel like I completely expressed myself so I thought why not why don't I go back and try Japanese and I feel like what I love about writing in Japanese is that it allows me to use a different part of my brain and a different way of forming my sentences to express myself and I was like "Mm, I got it I fully I fully express what was on my heart your dad was a drummer and a DJ is that right Yes, that's right. So what kind of music did he play around you that, that influenced you? He played a lot of Neil Soul. He played, I, mean, I just remember him playing Sade back to back to back to back to back while I was playing in the backyard. Like that's one of the most vivid memories. He had a, he had, um, a lot of hip hop uh, mixes. I remember he had a whole DJ room with like all these mixes on tapes that he would do. And he was also in a gospel band. So when he played the drums, he would play drums for gospel groups and gospel songs. Oh, that's so it's so funny you should say that. We started our show today talking about the new PBS series about gospel, the four-part wow. docu-series about gospel music. Oh, that's interesting. So did you have any connection to the gospel music? Did you, on either a spiritual level or just a musical level? Yeah, I was in the gospel choir at my dad's church when I was younger. And I just remember I would be so bored at church, but when I went and sang in the choir, I had such a good time. Like, you know, I'm five, like I don't really know what's happening, but when my song came on, I remember feeling very meditative. And so ever since I was younger, I felt this association between music and singing and a very spiritual experience and how that can really transport you into a different world as you're singing. I sort of want to hear Japanese gospel music now from you. That would be really cool. I could definitely make that. <laughs> All right. That's a really great thought. I'm sh- I feel like it probably exists, but I'm curious to see if anyone who's mixed heritage have has done that. 
you, it might be you. Am Maybe I the world's been waiting for you? I'm talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> My guest is Umi. The new EP is called Talking to the Wind. So you were, you know, as I mentioned, you were uploading songs to SoundCloud and to YouTube. When you first started covering music, what kind of songs did you like to cover? And then how did your taste evolve? Mm, that's a lovely question. When I first started making covers, I would try to do the most like obscure covers as possible. Like I remember one of my first ones was 7-Eleven by Beyonce, but I did it acoustic or and then I started doing K-pop covers because I really liked K-pop when I was in middle school and high school. So I would do K-pop translation covers. I would take rap songs and turn them into acoustic songs, but I, everything would be on my guitar. All the covers would be guitar based. Um, and I would say over time, my taste, in a way, it's kind of the same because I still feel like I have a very broad music taste where I listen to all different types of music and I enjoy singing all different types of music, writing all different types of music. I don't think that's really changed about me since I was younger. Let's listen to the first track from the EP from Talking to the Wind. This is Why Don't We Go. itself is about leaning into adventure and spontaneity and like if for example if my friends are like umi do you want to go on a road trip next week why not say yes why don't i go do it and i feel like it's this invitation for adventure and something about that felt like a good way to open the song like as if like the whole ep is an adventure that i'm inviting the listener into so i think that's that's kind of the layers of what led to that decision my guest is Umi. The name of the new EP is Talking to the Wind. We'll have more with Umi after a quick break. This is all of it. This is all of it on WNYC. I'm Allison Stewart. My guest is Umi. Her new EP is called Talking to the Wind. We're having a listening party for it. So Umi means sea or ocean in Japanese, yes? Yes. And the, uh, the EP is talking to the wind and the other, uh, the previous release was Forest in the City. But you grew up in cities, <laughs> Seattle, <laughs> you live in LA. How is nature important to you and your musical practice, if it is? Give it all the nature it's, imagery. Yes, it's all over my music. It's so important to me. I grew up in Seattle, a place where I feel like you don't even have to think about being in nature to just be immersed in it at all times. 
And when I left LA and I, when I left Seattle to go to LA, it deepened my appreciation for it because in LA I have to seek it and be very intentional about my connection with it. And it almost deepened my awareness of how interconnected I am and we are as people to nature. And I I just love talking to nature, which is why I call the EP Talking to the Wind, because I spend a lot of time talking to the elements in meditation, talking to the wind, talking to the trees. And there's a lot of wisdom to be received from nature. And I think I just feel very inspired to use like the canvas of nature to express my thoughts, because I think there's a lot of simple wisdom mm -hmm. that nature helps to express. Are you someone who sets a time, sets aside time to write, or are you the person who's always jotting something in their notes app or pulling out a moleskin to write down notes? I'm that girl. <laughs> I have a, my notes page and my phone is crazy. I always have my journal on me. I, ideas flowing through at all times. I feel like I'll schedule time to do sessions, but a lot of the time it'll be spontaneous and I'll just be like, I need to go get this. I need to write this down. I need to go record this right now out of nowhere, which is kind of fun for me. I like that. What do you do when you hit writer's block, if you've ever had it? Oh, yeah, I've definitely had it. I I, I don't really worry much about writer's block because I see creativity as a cyclical cycle where there's times where you're creating and there's times where you need to go out into the world to download enough information and stories mm -hmm. to then express. So when I get writer's block, usually I'm just like, oh, yeah, I've been in the studio for too long. I need to go live. So I'll go on a hike. I'll go hang out with a friend. I'll go take a trip somewhere and just take an inspiration. Yeah, you hear artists sometimes, new artists who, who try to write their second album on tour and have a really hard time mm. because they're in the thick of performing and they're not really having interaction, interactions outside of their universe of of they're performing and going from city to city to city to city. I agree with that. I feel like it's one thing to finish a project while you're on tour where you already did most of the creative expressing and downloading, but to create in an environment like that, I, I personally, I think that it could come here and there, but the consistency might be difficult and I could understand why. When did you decide you wanted to pursue this professionally? Because you were off on the college path for a little while. Honestly, I've known that I wanted to do music since I was little. Like I've been writing songs since I was four. I've been my form of play when I was little was music. I would build little studios in my room or pretend to perform to my sisters. <laughs> so that's always something I've known. Even when I went to college, I was I didn't even go with the intention to graduate college. I went with the intention just to get my foot in the door and get to LA somehow. Um, but I, I used to have really bad stage fright and a lot of anxiety around performing. So it was an interesting relationship I had with music because it was something I love so much, but it's also scared me the most out of anything. Um, so I took a lot of years just practicing, getting comfortable, doing open mics every week and and saying yes to scary like opening slots for shows and stuff. And now I'm in a place where I feel really comfortable and I look back and I see that. It's interesting how your passion will drive you to expand as a person, or at least for me it has. When you were, I wondered, was the uploading of videos on YouTube and SoundCloud, did that help you with your stage fright? Was that sort of a, st a stepping stone? 
Kind of, I think it was a crutch because the main reason why I did it was I could send people my videos, but I wouldn't have to sing in front of them. Mm -hmm. So I'd be like, oh, I make music, but check out my videos. I don't want to sing in front of you type of thing. But it was very meant to be because I grew a big audience from doing that so consistently. And um, I also would send those videos to my grandma and my family in Japan, which is a fun kind of family bonding experience for me, too. My guest is Umi. The name of the EP is Talking to the Wind. Let's listen to another track. This is not necessarily. What's the inspiration for this song? When I was making the song, the producer Viron, she pulled up the beat and I was like, did something inspire you? And she's like, not necessarily. And then I really <laughs> like that. I'm like, that's such a niche emotion. So I just wrote this whole song about the feeling of not necessarily. Let's take a listen. This is Umi. from Umi. The new EP is called Talking to the Wind. So Umi, you've had the experience of making your music independently. You've had experience of making your music with a label. What have you learned about what conditions you need to thrive as an artist? Mm, that's such an intentional question. I think from working and creating in both environments, I've really learned that I thrive the best in supportive environments and environments where I feel like creative, creatively aligned with the people that I'm working with both on all levels, creatively business, because it's kind of difficult when you have to constantly explain your vision, which is a part of the role of the artist. So I don't mind explaining, but there's like a difference between like having to prove your idea versus explaining something new to somebody. And I think that the proving part can just get really tiring and can weigh down on you and be very discouraging as an artist. And so I think that it's important for artists to be in environments that they can thrive and mm -hmm. feel expanded in. That's I think what is the energy that keeps more ideas flowing in. So for me, it's more about the people. It's less about is it the structure of independent, is the structure of the label. It's more the people that I'm being surrounded by. Have you seen the, that meme of Beyonce from Renaissance? when someone's telling her she can't get a piece of equipment. Oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> She's just making this face like, why are you telling me this lie? Well, I, you know you can. <laughs> I know you can. <laughs> you know it's possible. <laughs> um, before, before we wrap up and we go out in one more song, you've been, and I always think this is great when artists do this because I know there's somebody out there that needs to hear about if someone is struggling 
and you've mm-hmm. been open about your own mental health issues and struggling with anxiety. How have you managed to take care of yourself? What would you say to someone listening right now who might be feeling the same way? Maybe another artist? Mm. I would first say that happiness and peace are a, is a practice and a state of being to practice. And just because it's not how you feel every day doesn't mean it's something you can't achieve. And I know that for myself because for most of my life, I was very anxious and always worried about things. And I feel I've recreated myself to be someone who's mostly very calm and doesn't really worry about things. And it's because meditation was really powerful for me and I do daily meditations and it just helps me to develop a healthy relationship with my thoughts Mm. and understand what thoughts are worth thinking about and what thoughts aren't just aren't true and I think that that's like a skill set that all people could deeply benefit from and if you are interested in learning more about meditation I have meditations online Tomorrow on Valentine's Day, I'm actually dropping a meditation track so people can follow along on a guided meditation. And I also host sound healing um, experiences. So if I could be the portal into wellness, I'm there for you. And if not, I just want to encourage y'all to just take a moment to, to sit with yourself. Omi's new EP is Talking to the Wind. She has been my guest. Thank you for sharing your art and your thoughts with us today. Thank you for your thoughtful questions. This is Show Me Out from Umi. Baby, baby, you got me and you don't find me crazy. Baby, baby, you're making me feel wild and obvious. This is something that I'm not. Forever, you show me something inside me that I've been seeking. Baby, can you show me out? Find me things to brag about. I just need your extra love. Baby, can you, baby, can you show me out? Coming up tomorrow on the show, I'll speak with the team responsible for bringing the magical world of Bella Baxter to life. Production designers Shona Heath and James Price, Prince Price, excuse me, join me to discuss their Oscar-nominated work on the film Poor Things. And that is all of it for today. I'm Allison Stewart. I appreciate you listening, and I appreciate you. I will meet you back here tomorrow. Let's go out on some more Umi. Of all the places I go to, I choose you. WNYC Studios is brought to you by Zbiotics. Seize the day after a night of drinks with Zbiotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink. Zbiotics was invented by PhD scientists to break down the byproduct of alcohol, which is most responsible for making you feel crummy the next day. Drink Zbiotics before your first drink, drink responsibly, and you'll wake up refreshed and ready to take on the day. Try it for yourself at zbiotics.com/wnyc and get 15% off your first order when you use WNYC at checkout. That's zbiotics.com/wnyc and use the code WNYC at checkout for 15% off.